Hey everyone, welcome to Wisdom's Echo Origin Gates daily podcast. I'm Mario Salinas and delighted to be with you again for story time. A couple of months ago, my in-laws were visiting from the state of New Hampshire where they reside. They come every few months and spend a few days with us and it happened to be one of the grandkids birthday parties that we would be hosting on our property. So they came a few days early and we're leaving about a day or two after the event. So we got to spend a lot of quality time with them. They're outstanding individuals and a wonderful couple, really love each other. And we have a great relationship with them. These are my wife, Danielle's parents, Armin and Diane Chanel. And when they came, my father-in-law and I have so many common interests, among which are woodworking, and also stonework. We both like to work with stone and to build stone walls. And over the last year or so, I have built five or six stone walls of different dimensions, one being about 100 foot long, maybe a little longer, others being uh, 15 or 20 feet long and a few feet thick and a few feet high. But um, I was recently working on a, a very large project, actually, which involved a lot of different moving pieces, including heavy equipment that would have to come in to move um, boulders and, and other uh, material that would have to fill an area that we were trying to extend our driveway towards. And this was a very ambitious uh, project that I had begun uh, in the middle of the summer of 2022. And my in-laws happened to come right after we had set the boulders in place and put some fill. And now the plan was to start building up from where those boulders lay and to start laying some field stone that would eventually become a beautiful stone wall, which at the time of this recording has happened and that wall is in place and that area is to us absolutely magnificent. But at that time, we were at the early stages of this massive project. And even though the equipment had come in and put the boulders down, I didn't really have much uh, stone to work with at that point for uh, building up the wall. I would need massive amounts of stone because you always need a lot of stone to build a stone wall. My grandfather was a mason on the island of Cyprus. He built the, the, many of the stone walls and bridges that are still up in different parts of the rural uh, Cypriot landscape. And I've been learning and I've been um, a quick study to learn from very good Masons and individuals that know more than I do. And my father-in-law is a great source because he's very wise and uh, he just turned 80 and he still works very, very uh, strongly in the garden and in the yard. And he's a very strong man and very capable, very knowledgeable. So I learned from them. And one thing I learned is you, le you need a lot of stone to build a stone wall, especially one of the magnitude I was looking to, to erect. So on the morning of their departure, after we'd had a wonderful weekend with them and a great time with the family that had come for uh, Atlas's birthday, I believe it was, uh, my father-in-law was walking their dogs around our property and I was down by the river. Uh, we have a, a, a river that runs through the whole length of the property and starts on one corner. And I was in that particular corner of the property, which um, 
borders the Connecticut State Forest. And I happened to be looking down. It was a very low flow of water, very slow. And, and because we'd had a drought all summer, the water was at levels I had not seen it before in terms of how low it was. And I was able to see some stone that would normally have been um, underwater. And that stone was just kind of emerging above the, the flow of the, of the river water. And I realized this was beautiful stone. Two large flat rock in particular that we, when we build stone walls, the very last top layer has to be, or ideally would be a large flat stone with a nice front edge to it <clears throat> so that it's, it's got a nice front to it, but also a total flat top so that it, it, it runs flat and it gives the appearance of a really nice straight wall if you can line them all up. So the more flat stone we can find, the better. And I just found two magnificent pieces, absolutely gorgeous. And I, in fact, they were the nicest ones I found on our property. I built all those walls from stone that was on our property. And there was a lot of stone here. There still is a lot of it, but we'd have to dig it out with equipment at this point because I've used up everything we had laying around. And so when I saw these stones, I knew I couldn't get them out of the river by myself because they were massive. They were large. And when my father-in-law walked towards me with the dogs, he said, Do you find something out there? I said, yes, sir. I found two of the most beautiful stones I've ever seen on this property. He came and took a look and he said, Marios, those are gorgeous. Wow. So this is someone who's been doing this his whole life. He knows a lot about working with stone and masonry and how to properly put up something like what we've been doing. And he said, those are going to be beautiful on the top of your wall. So he helped me get him out of the river and load them onto my golf cart. And together we rode the golf cart and the dogs down to the, to the house. And we unloaded them in this gravelly area <clears throat> next to our home. And he kept looking at them. And then we found some other stone. And I helped him load up a lot of stone onto his truck because he was building a wall. And he was going to need some stone. And uh, we had dug up a lot of it from the back of, of our property and I was helping him load it. And when we finally finished, I just had this sense throughout the loading process of other stone we had found on the property into his truck that maybe I should give him those two beautiful pieces. And this is the part where I start to uh, lay something down that perhaps will speak to some people uh, around the nations where this broadcast goes. I consider myself a generous person. I live for giving to others. I, I truly do. I, I said many times that if, if someone told me you can never receive anything again for the rest of your life, I believe I could survive. But if someone said you can never give anything for the rest of your life, I believe I would die. And my own wife recently at a group of at a group gathering, a bunch of people around, uh, the conversation came to generosity and and she spoke up and said, well, I will say this, hands down, out of all the people I've ever met and heard of, Marios, to me, is the most generous person ever. This is my, what my wife said about me. So generosity is a big part of my life. I consider it something I, I, I received from my family, from my parents, my aunts, 
people that raised me that had a significant impact on my life and I feel like Yahweh has ordered my steps to bring me around amazing individuals such as the ones that we share this platform with and those who generate this from Origin Gate, Ian Clayton, Grant Mahoney. They and their wives are exceptionally generous, um, beautiful, beautiful hearts and largeness of heart about so many things. And even though all these things that I just shared, I believe are very true about my heart for generosity, the value I place on generosity, in that moment, I hesitated inside. It's not like my father-in-law had asked for those stones or had eyed them in a way that would communicate any kind of manipulation towards me that he would want those stones. But I knew that if those are the nicest stones I've ever seen, perhaps those would be some of the top level nicer stones he's ever seen and i could tell that he liked them but he liked them for me he didn't like them for himself he, he he's a mature uh, man who's who's very uh, understanding and very wise and i know that he wouldn't covet let's just put it that way my two large flat pieces of rock and so as we were as we were loading up, I was, I was contemplating it and I was finding myself resisting giving him those two uh, particular rocks. And when we had finally finished, he's about to close the, the back of his truck and to, and to secure everything and get ready to head out with his wife and their dogs. I said to him, pop-up, which is what we call him because it's what the, the grandkids, our kids have called him and it's kind of stuck. I said, pop-up. I really believe you should take those two stones with you. I believe they're for your wall and not for mine. He said, Marios, no, absolutely not. Those are the most beautiful rocks. You should put them in your new wall that you're building, save them and put them on the very top. They're gonna look so beautiful. I said, no, sir, I would, be, I would feel better if you took them. And after a little bit of back and forth, he finally conceded and I helped them load them into the truck, and, and a few hours later, off they went. On that very day, that afternoon, a good friend of mine, whose name is Gary, I've talked about him on a previous Wisdom's Echo. He's the one who called me one time and said he was having a Christmas party for all of his workers. He owns a concrete excavation and construction company. They do all kinds of work with large equipment. He's the one who had set the boulders in place for the base and the foundation of my new retaining wall. And he's done a lot of work for me over the years. He's a very, very busy kind of guy. If you ask him to come and look at a project, it'll take a few weeks before he comes out. And if he agrees to do the job, it'll take months before he comes out. He's very, very, very busy, very sought after because he's a very wonderful man, a very generous man, a very hardworking man, and his work is excellent. And so are his crews. So on that particular day, after my father-in-law and my mother-in-law had left, were well on their way back to New Hampshire, Gary called me and said, Marios, I'm in your neighborhood. I'm not far from where you live. And you had told me you were working on this project that you were, gonna, you were thinking on the one that we put the boulders down that you wanted to build a wall. We said, can I come and see you? So he came over and he said, we're doing a job not far from you. And we have to get rid of everything we're digging out of the earth. And he said, I didn't know this when I started the job, but all the rock 
that we are digging up is stone building material. He said it is beautiful rock building, rock stone, rock wall, field stone. And I didn't know it until I started digging. Somebody must have taken down a wall and buried it. Or he said, I don't know why it's there. But he said, I have to get rid of it. And it would really help me if you could use it. Because instead of trucking it 50 miles from here, I could truck it to your house and dump it here. And then you can build your wall. And and he said, I, it's, it, it's, it, it's a gift. You don't have to pay for this stone. Now, I have to tell those of you that are listening that are from other nations or parts of the U.S. or other countries where you don't have a lot of natural stone laying around, that this is a very expensive hobby. You get into stone in, in places where you don't have stone readily available around you, and you will know that you're dealing with very expensive propositions here. Just one boulder the size of the boulders he laid at the foundation of this retaining wall for me could be as much as 1,000 US dollars. There were dozens of them already at the base of this wall that I was going to build. And now he's telling me he's going to bring me at least two, ideally three loads of this stone. By the end of that afternoon, I had two loads of absolutely gorgeous stone to build the wall with, which is what is in that wall right now. <clears throat> now, the question I know one would have is, do you believe that Gary would have still called me if I had held on to those two large flat rocks and hadn't given them to my father-in-law, right? Or could I say that the fact that I chose to give them to my father-in-law was the catalytic event that brought about such great blessing to me? The way I see it is I was being tested on the inside with two large pieces of rock that though they were beautiful, though they were the nicest ones I'd seen, being willing to let them go, I believe, made way for the blessing that came that is indescribable. Indescribable, like even what I said to you doesn't do justice to how beautiful this rock was and perfect for the application I wanted to use it for. And so <clears throat> what I believe happens is when we pass these tests, especially when it comes to largeness of heart and generosity and honor towards those that are our elders, those who are <clears throat> individuals who deserve honor like my father-in-law does, when we can pass that kind of test, I believe we become a mark for blessing from heaven. And that's what happened to me that day. And I want to encourage you because I, I want to say that even the very greatest strength in our lives will be tested. For me, it was the area of generosity that I thought I had buttoned up pretty well. I thought I was generally a very generous person. Others, like my wife, had said I was a very generous person. And yet, in that moment, I wavered. And I had to overcome that. And I believe even in our very strengths, we will be tested. And if we can overcome, we will position ourselves for even greater blessing and advancement and level after level of faith to faith, glory to glory, victory to victory. So I bless you with that and I, I trust that you will be blessed in your nations, in your tribes, in your families, in your generations, in your enterprises, in your businesses and all you lay your hands on and continue to be generous with what Yahweh has given us because we are stewards of everything and owners of nothing. 
I bless you in the name of Yeshua. Shalom.